Thank you for joining our Transform 365 podcast, a discipleship and teaching ministry of SWCC. We pray this teaching helps you to grow in your journey with Christ. We have some great resources available for you on transform365.com webpage. Feel free to download discipleship materials, small group teaching, as well as peruse our training workshops. Also take time to visit www.swcc.org for videos, teaching, and more. We thank you for listening and your support, and we would love to hear from you. So use our contact page and drop us a line. Now for our podcast teaching. Well, welcome to another Transform 365 podcast. I'm Pastor Cody, and this is... PBJ or Pastor John? Which one am I today? <laughs> you're, you're Pastor John, Brother Pastor John. <laughs> yes, sir. So today we have a very um, sensitive subject. Mm. And so the subject material, um, and we're going to go ahead and just give a warning here. Uh, today may not be appropriate uh, for the younger crowd, uh, because we're going to be talking about some um, subject matter that has to do with um, pornography and just that whole area um, in topic and subject. Now, it is very important that you do talk to your kids about this subject matter, especially teens. Mm -hmm. But what I'm giving the warning about is that um, maybe this is a little too intense when it comes to the little guys, maybe 10 and under. And so I want to give that warning. Um, It's something that you can already start warning your kids about, and saying, hey, if something that you see inappropriate comes up, you tell mom and dad. Um, so it's always good to keep an open dialogue with your kids. But what I'm saying is um, this podcast might not be appropriate to listen in the car while you're driving your kids to school. And you have toddlers, you know, up to, you know, third grade in the car with you. So Yeah, that's true, man. You you gave you gave me the, the those papers to take a look at of the... You know the surveys and the studies of of a pornography. I was like total shock of. I knew some of them, but the, some of the stuff that was there was like unbelievable. Yeah, especially yeah. the one when it comes to like you just mentioned. You know, kids in third, fourth, fifth grade already you know dabbling into into pornography. That's crazy. So it blew me away. But I'm, I'm glad we're we're, gonna, we're talking about this because this this is not only a problem in the world; it's also a problem in the church. Yeah. So um looking forward to it, brother. Um you know, I'm I'm looking at the latest poll that's being done here, John. And so that's why this topic is so relevant, but it's um so over overlooked, I mm-hmm. guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. Is that um 68% of church-going men uh say that they look uh, pornography. Mm. Now you might kind of, uh, if a woman's listening to this, they might be like, "Ew, gross! Guys are disgusting." See, this just proves that guys are disgusting. Mm-hmm. The percentage is about fifty-four percent for women. Wow! So men and women are both struggling with this issue yeah. in their lives, and sadly, the statistic is that fifty-seven percent. Um, of pastors say that this addiction is damaging their congregation. So mm. there's kind of a, a drop-off here where it's like a denial for a lot of pastors. 
um, in the congregation to look at this and say, yeah, this is a real issue. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, is that uh, the statistics show that kids as young as three are being exposed wow. to pornographic material. Yeah. Now, in the age that I was and you probably were growing up, pornography was not as prevalent, right? right? Um, maybe it was, you know... Um, the magazines. Yeah, if... if, if if you were exposed to pornography, maybe it was because you went over to a creepy uncle's house exactly. or something yeah. like that, right? Yeah. Um, and it wasn't something that prevalent, you know. Uh, but today, it is at the fingertips of every child that has a cell phone. And yeah. the best that you can try to protect your kids through, like, BarkBox or the Apple screening that they have... Um, there's ways around it nowadays, yeah. and um, key terms are are coming out every day. I was told by our IT department here at the school mm-hmm. that um, these porn websites are now um, masking the term porn by p- changing it to corn, so kids can look up corn websites oh, wow. rather than Man. porn websites, and it'll come up. That's a way to bypass your security that you put into the system. Yeah. So, um, are these things called filters or what are they called? Yeah. Your filters, yeah. your, um, your firewalls and things like that. There's, there's ways that these websites now are going around them and there's new websites every day. So yeah. once you add in these websites into your firewall as a blocker, yeah. it doesn't mean that you can't, uh, just rest easy. It means that like every month you're going to have to keep on upgrading your firewall. I mean, right. praise God, we have a really strong one here at the school and mm. church, mm. but, um, that doesn't mean that there's ways around it. Yeah. You know, you see pop-ups come up every day, um, you know, for like lingerie and things like that yeah. as you're on. And it's through Walmart and mm-hmm. stuff. And it's like that's exposing kids to something and it's kind of setting them up for something uh, down the road. Yeah, the survey and, said something that was very interesting to me, Pastor uh, Cody, is that um, like you don't even have to go into the actual website, the pornography website. You could get it from just being on Twitter or being on, yeah. on Instagram and they'll, they'll have links yeah, or exactly. just being, or just being on, um, on, um, like for example, ESPN, uh, website, you know, and their they, apps, exactly. Yeah. They're apps. So they, you know, they know that men are on these websites a lot and they, that's how they, they kind of yeah, get you exactly. and they force you to, no, they don't force you, but they, there's links. Okay. If you want to see these women and whatever, they just press here and then that's how it takes you. So you don't even have to go to, actually to the website. There's, you can yeah. just, Hit links and boom, it takes you right. Yeah, there's it. and then there's a lot of of these um, apps. They have back pages that are loaded with pornography. Yeah, as well. So you know, uh, TikTok. TikTok has entire. You know, the big thing is the TikTok challenges and mm-hmm. whatnot. Some of the biggest challenges that are out there today is uh, nudity challenges. So it looks very, um, you know, I guess you'd say. Um, sweet and and unpronounced on the offset but then all of a sudden it within seconds of clicking on to that video Mm -hmm. uh the people are naked you know and so kids are getting exposed to that because the biggest group that is going on to tiktok nowadays there there is kids yeah um, and the, and then you have things like Pinterest. They have Pinterest back pages where you know there's entire uh, dedicated pages just towards pornography, hmm. and so this is a big one. And uh, they're targeting kids younger and younger and mm-hmm. younger nowadays. 
um, as, as like I said before, as young as three, you know, um, the other sad, you know, reality is that, uh, they're targeting our children through, uh, animation mm. and, um, you know, a lot of people, uh, don't realize it, but, um, the, uh, the, the Nick at night cartoon network, you know, adult swim, yeah. those types of things, um, you know, their kids are watching that because they want to watch cartoons, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I remember, and you probably remember this too, John. Yeah. When you were a kid, do you remember waking up early on Saturday mornings? Could you so you could go watch cartoons? Couldn't wait, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, waking up with my brother and going and running to go watch cartoons, and that's one of the ways that today uh, these websites are drawing kids in to watch. Mm. Um, and these networks, you know, um, past eleven o'clock, a lot of these places online on tv excuse me they begin to uh put on adult content Mm -hmm. and a lot of them are cartoons and so kids are being exposed because these are graphic and the reason why they make them so graphic and it is like an addicting you know thing because they're trying to make them as appealing to people to keep them coming back for content yeah you know um and so they show blood guts and everything like that, and kids like that, adults mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. and uh, but then it also shows the explicit content that is sexual in nature, mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of that taking place, and it becomes addictive because of the flashy lights and the way that they draw it and go about it, yeah. and the sounds and everything that they're adding to it, and so um, it's becoming um, addictive. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, ninety-three percent and sixty-two percent of uh, kids under the age of eighteen say that they have been exposed to uh, pornography in this way. Seventy mm-hmm. percent um, of them say that they look for uh, content online. So, if we think about that, that means that a lot of kids today are looking up. Uh, pornography yeah um and one of the ways i guess you'd say just like there's a gateway drug mm-hmm. one of the gateways is through cartoons mm. uh through you know japanese animation where yeah. they're making you know uh these these uh very explicit content that's out there yeah and so it's uh it's a very sad thing you could comp- um, compare that you know how in the survey it said or in the study it said something about um there's people that watch soft porn mm-hmm so these cartoons that the kids are watching, they might not be as explicit as, you know, hardcore. Yeah. You know, pornography or whatever you want to call it. But um, it, it, it attracts and, it, and, it, and it, it, you, you start developing an appetite for something more. Yeah. And that's what the survey says. People who watch soft porn, they don't, they don't, they don't just stop there. They yeah. keep on going because they want it, it. They develop some type of appetite that they want to see more. Well, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, so and they um, get involved in the hardcore stuff. Like I remember as a kid. Um, now when I'm talking about kid. I'm talking about more like my teenage, early teenage years. Mm-hmm. Me and my sister Jan Jan. We used to on Sunday was when Channel Thirty Three showed uh, the original Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. You know, back when the the main character Goku, he was a tiny little kid, right? So this is, I think. 80s 90s uh cartoon Mm -hmm. right early cartoon well uh today dragon ball i think it's either called gt or z or something like that it's still out there Mm -hmm. um they have the censored version and the uncensored version wow 
Okay. There's the soft porn. There's the hardcore exactly. porn. Exactly. <laughs> and well, I I would say it's still soft. So what this what the uncensored version does, it shows you know they'll have like uh, a promiscuous scene where mm. like uh, the main characters may you know they might be naked. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow. And then they censor it during TV time. Yeah. Right. Um. Well, that's kind of an introduction. That's of the softcore, right? Yeah. Well, there's an entire industry of Japanese animation that's dedicated to things like bestiality. Oh, man. Um, half human, half animal, mm. you know, things. I don't know what they call that. Mm, yeah. Um, you know, um, and actually they say that the cartoon animation pornography now mm. is some of the worst pornography out there because it's sensory overload oh wow um and uh it it leads to an addiction to some of the worst and most disgusting and illegal forms of sexual acts yeah because they're being exposed to that yeah in these cartoons yeah right so these daytime shows are clean versions but at night on cable, they put on the full versions where they show the unblocked genitalia. Right, you know, right. they're showing the, and then it, kids start to go because they're being addicted to it and mm-hmm. they're looking for it. Yeah, and so, um, and these are shows that you recognize. You know, it's shows that kids like us grew up on. Mm-hmm. You know, the Dragon Ball and the Sailor Moon and things of that nature. And I'm not trying to tell people not to let their kids watch that, but know what your kids are watching yeah. and then looking up yeah. um and so they have these things uh that are called fantasy right mm-hmm. um and they expose them to homosexuality oh, um man. things of you know half human half animal <laughs> like i said and these are all over um tv but also on your streaming services yeah it's on uh netflix it's on amazon you know kids can order it it's the manga and hentai and things like that these other companies and people are not really thinking about it because cartoons used to be to the adult a safe place for kids yes right and now it's not because the porn industry has branched out to get your kids addicted this is a $50 billion industry. Wow. It's the fourth largest industry next to uh, d- illegal drugs yeah. and guns, Yeah, right? So they want your kids to be drawn into that because that means more money for the industry. Yeah. Um, so, you know, these are what we need to talk to our kids because they're the target. Yeah. They're the next generation. They're being targeted. I think in that survey, too, also, Pastor Cody, that... Um the most visited websites, um, and the top ten were these um, porn websites. Yeah. And they mentioned three of them. I can't remember the names of them, but they were they were the most visited websites um, out of ten. Like one and two was was not pornography, was something else. I can't remember what it was, but three, four, and five were these pornography websites that that they were the most visited. Um, you know, out of every website that that survey did, um, yeah, did a study on, and I now, was like, wow. Now, before we got kind of, um, you know, into, and I think we're talking about how bad it is, right, and how they're targeting our kids and things like that. We need to get into the addictive nature of this too, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where uh, organizations like Fight the New Drug they're doing a lot of study and research into this. 
um, accompanied by some of the big scientists in the world today, and they're using their research to, to show that, hey, there needs to be regulations. There needs to be help for these kids. We yeah. need to prevent kids from being exposed to this early. We need to prevent people because uh, they're finding that um, pornography is responsible for creating more gray matter in the brain than most drugs. Mm. Um, you know, if you smoke marijuana, it increases your dopamine, right, mm -hmm. in your brain, and it, and it, it, it makes you kind of happy, right? Mm -hmm. uh, drinking beer, it kind of makes you dopey because it, it decreases the amount of dopamine and you get a little depressed right. and things like that. Um, and then you come to things like cocaine and LSD and acid and things of that nature. The man-made manufactured drugs, mm -hmm. they do a overload that your brain cannot handle. And it creates what's called a gray matter. It starts to um, not necessarily kill off, but create dead space within the brain that can come back after time. Mm. But what this does is... Um, it, it is this slow, like, die-off because of overstimulation. Mm -hmm. Your brain is oversaturated by dopamine, mm. right? Your brain is oversaturated by, you know, the different, uh, I guess you'd say, tonins within the brain. Mm -hmm. And it, it, the overstimulation creates a sever in the line of communication. Mm. And so what ends up happening is they find that pornography, because of all the flashy lights, noises, sounds, angles, and things like that they've they've done, um, that it it creates the same amount of gray matter in the brain as cocaine. Oh wow! Um, so you got to think, kids are being exposed to it, and cocaine is a very addictive cocaine drug. Cocaine is an extremely addicting yeah. drug. And in order to get re-stimulated, you have to take it again. Of course, right? Yeah. And you take it at not the same dosage that you first were introduced to the cocaine. Yeah. You have to take it at a higher dosage, right? And that's why a lot of people, you know, that are, that become addicted to cocaine and heroin and things like that. That's a, a lot of the reasons why they overdose right. is because they go clean, right? And their their tolerance level mm -hmm. is at a low. Why? Because they've reclaimed the gray matter in the brain. Mm. Their body is now used to uh, a clean lifestyle and living. And then they go back to the drug that they were once addicted to. And they go party. And they go all out. And they, you know, shoot up at where they used to do. Mm -hmm. Or they snort what they used to do. Or they smoke what they used to smoke, mm -hmm. you know, when it comes to those heavy drugs. And their body can't take it. Their yeah. brain can't take it. It's an overload and they die. Yeah. Pornography is doing the same thing. Now, it doesn't kill you, right. but it kills relationships. Of course. Right? Because they're finding that when these individuals get married, the only thing that can stimulate them yeah. for sexual desire is that same stimulation yeah. overload. Right? And so they're finding that these individuals, they're not being... Uh, sexually stimulated by their partner. Right. And so they either request their partner to do things that they, they the wouldn't film. otherwise consider mm -hmm. or they go looking for it, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it's an addiction. Now, the Bible tells us um, in, in you know, that we should protect ourselves from this, 
Psalm 101.3, it says, I will set before my eyes no evil things, right? I, I hate the practices of those who fall away from uh, from the Lord, from the path. Yeah. Um, and I will not let it grasp hold of me. And um, so th- the best way to basically not get entrapped into this is to not look at it. Yeah. And you know, I got a crazy to not story. Let the overstimulation come. I got a crazy story, brother. Um, when I was, I I worked for FCA, and we, I was, um, we were watching a football game. I was, they were watching the the school where I, I was a chaplain at, and um, all of a sudden there was like some commotion, and um, all the kids were running to this person. It was it was a male, and when you look at him, we you know we live in Miami, so. Um, when we look, when I, when when you look at him, you think it was um, the rapper Pitbull. Yeah. He looked just like him. Uh huh. So, you know, I don't think anything of it. I got the oh, everyone wants to take a picture with Pitbull. Pitbull's here. Watch, he's watching. Maybe he has a cousin or a brother that's playing, you know, football here at the at the stadium where we're at. And um, then you know, and then we went to get a, I went to get a hot dog, and the guy was there. And all the kids were like taking pictures, selfies with him. Mm-hmm. And I go, man, this. And I looked at Claire. That's, I don't think that's Pitbull. And then I asked one of the kids, like, who who this guy was. And he said he was a a male pornog. Um, how do you call him? Male. Um, you know, he does he does porn. He's a male porn perform, actor, performer. I think they call yeah, him, yeah, a porn actor. So it's amazing how all these kids were just. They knew. And these are high school kids. Yeah, they knew who he was. And how do they know? How did they know who he was by I, watching his films? I guess yeah. I'm guessing. So it's a problem. Kids in high school. You, you were just talking about three, four, five year old kids are you know starting to um, get into this. So it's a huge problem. It's a huge problem. And I and you know I know you were reading some verses. I got some verses here too. But um, the way you know and and this is my just my personal experience. This is my um, the way um, I was introduced to pornography when I was young, it started like because I live in Chicago. I used to live in Chicago. I started it was like I was like ten years old, and it started with when cable first came out. Yeah. It was called on TV in Chicago. I don't know if it was, what it was called in Florida, and it used to be um, AO, which meant um, um, what did AO stand for? Uh, adults only. Uh-huh. So it started at eleven o'clock, but it was soft porn. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't see. You know, you, you could just see the motions or whatever. So that developed an appetite. I want to see more. Yeah. Right? And then that came with, you know, obviously the internet was in, in the 80s, magazines. Then you, you got around with, with, with friends that talked about, you know, watching these uh, watching these movies or whatever. And then it just develops and develops and develops and it gets to... Yeah, it's like a peer pressure system yeah. with kids. It's like the kids talk about it and if your kid doesn't talk about it and, you yeah. know, search it, then then they're a loser. Kind and then of, some kids go you know. through experiences where their father might have a yeah. dirty magazine under their under the under the the mattress, and the kid, you know, playing in the room one day finds the magazine. Yeah. So it happens in different ways. Yeah. I mean, uh, just to say, your experience was different than mine. Mine, as a kid, we went to. It was after Hurricane Andrew. Mm-hmm. We went to the golf course, and someone had thrown uh, pornographic magazines all over the golf course wow and you know that was the first time i'd seen something like that yeah we didn't you know sit down and like look at it or anything but it ingrains and instills in your head yep right 
And, uh, you know, that is something that I think that um, it, it, that's the intention yeah. of that is yeah. to ingrain it in your head. Yeah. Right. And that's why, you know, the Lord says, hey, listen, your eye is the the gateway to yeah. your heart and mind. Amen. So be careful what you put in yeah. through there. Yeah. And, and nowadays... You don't need the golf course, your experience, or my yeah. experience. No, or, not at all. Or it's finding it under the, the mattress of your dad's room. It's everywhere. It's on your, You said it was on, it's in, it's on your it's phone. It's on the apps. It's, it's on, a, yeah. So it's, it's on your TikTok. It's everywhere. So it's dangerous, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and the thing is, you brought up that the kids, they knew that guy, right? They yeah. knew the guy at that place. Um, I was watching an interview with a girl. Um, that came out of the porn, porn industry, mm -hmm. you know, um, uh, I'm trying to remember her name. I think it was Maya or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, she was in the, in the interview, she was saying that, uh, she lost the rights to her own name. Basically. She's like, I have become basically a, a search, um, you know, uh, I I can't own my own Twitter because it's like uh, my name is associated with that oh, wow. with my past. She's scarred you know? for life, man. She's scarred for life, wow. and 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 she's like, and it's all because somebody was like, hey, you want to be a model? Um, and I'm just gonna ask you to do some of these videos, right? Mm -hmm. And and then it became I own you, and you know you signed this document for so many videos, you know, and then as a kid, they're throwing money at you at 18. And then as, a, as you get to age into it and you realize, man, this is, this is not what it all was supposed to be, or this is painful. I don't want to do this anymore. You're legally bound to that individual. Wow. And the sad thing is, is, um, they're, they estimate that about 46% of the women that are videoed in those, uh, in pornography today, mm -hmm. that, 46% of those women have been or are being trafficked, right? So human trafficking ties into this. Mm -hmm. um, they have a pimp that is their manager that, that, that puts them into this. Mm -hmm. They're being sexually abused, basically, for a living. Uh, the guy that, that gets a percentage of that was the person that, you know, basically um, trafficked them in the past or got them into this. So it's so sad because guys are kind of thinking and, and, you know, I've heard guys say this. Oh, well, I don't, you know, I'm not involved in, in going and getting a prostitute or anything like that. But these are girls that that is basically what is being done to them. They're mm. not doing this because they want to. They're yeah. being. They're doing this because somebody has made it a profit off of them to do this as yeah. a living. And these kind of women are so vulnerable. Like they are. If you if you look if you do if you ask these women like, give me your background. How did you grow up? Broken home. You know, drugs, alcohol, whatever it may be. And I was telling you a couple of days ago that we when we were studying Second Timothy during our Bible study, these are the women that men. And in the context of Second Timothy, we were using that these men. I'm gonna read the verse. It says, they "For pray among on them, them. Yeah, yeah." It says, "For among them are those who worm their way into households and deceive gullible women." Yeah. Some translations say vulnerable women. Yeah. So, and these women, and it says the 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 verse keeps on reading. It says, "Um, um, these these vulnerable women are overwhelmed by sins and led astray by very by a variety of passions." So these women. And this, we're using in the context of pornography. These women are involved in 
sin. You know, they come from broken families. They're probably into drugs, alcohol. And these are the ones that these people pray yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Actually, you know, Meg, Meg and I, my wife Meg and I, um, she was she's very heavily into trying to help people that are human trafficked and raise awareness. Right. And in and and years past, we would go to lectures, seminars, and even do them ourselves. But one of the things that um, they do is they pray on people with backgrounds. Mm-hmm. So when Scripture says, you know, these they're 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 um, they're women that it's not that they're stupid. Mm-hmm. It's just they are set up for a fall because yeah. of their past, right? You know, and that's what happens to these women. So maybe they're um, abused, mm-hmm. um, and they find this guy that says, "Hey, you're worth a lot to me. I care for you," and they pour in this quote-unquote love into their life Mm -hmm. but in reality they're setting them up for that next step which is going to be hey i want you to go out and turn a trick for me because we need money Mm -hmm. or i want you to film this video for me Mm -hmm. right and that's what it becomes right they become gullible to the person and um or uh you know i've heard of reports from the police you know back when we again when meg and i helped with this situation was that uh, police said that they, uh, these pimps, they would go and set up shop basically by orphanages, by places that they knew that these girls that had been abandoned by their parents, that uh, felt as if they weren't loved, they would set up in those areas. Wow. So they could get those girls and be like, hey, I'll, I'll pay for you to get new shoes. I'll yeah. do this th- these things for you. And then they get them to see that they care for them mm-hmm. but it's not a true care what they're truly doing is trying to get them to feel indebted to them that's right right and dentured to them so then they can go ahead and thrust them into this lifestyle mm-hmm. and that is what people are watching on tv they're watching these people that have basically gotten captive mm-hmm. to someone else and they're stuck in that life system and and the thing is, it's um, now th- these individuals that have been watching them or been exposed to it, they're captive themselves. They're captive to this this addiction that has taken place. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about here is, um, you know, that, that there's this addiction taking place because the neuro, you know, transmitters in the brain have gotten so used to this... Uh, dopamine overload and overflow Mm -hmm. in the body Mm -hmm. that it doesn't know how to how to deal with it it's just saying more 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 right it's like somebody that um has an addiction to sugar you know and you you say hey i'm gonna take you to a confection you know shop but we're gonna go buy cookies Mm -hmm. you know that's like overload Mm -hmm. you know you shouldn't take a alcoholic to a, a bar, right? After they finish their AA. Why? Because you're basically setting them up for a fall. And it's That's the right. same thing with this is you're saying, here's a cell phone. I, I know that you, you know, may have been exposed, but don't look at anything. Well, that's what we're creating. Yeah. We're setting them up for a failure. Yeah. You know, um, we talked about this earlier too, brother, about um, that the, the study tells us um, that porn addiction could be worse than heroin addiction. Yeah. And I think you mentioned that already. 
So you ask yourself the question, why? Yeah. And and and, and you know, it'll it's probably easier to get off heroin than it is to get off porn, porn addiction, according to the survey or according to the study that you that we've been studying here. Yeah. You know you know what was sad was that after the invasion of Ukraine, mm-hmm. you know it became the most looked up thing. Mm-hmm. I heard this on the on the news was um uh Ukraine uh rape videos. What? And that's again, it's because stimulation. What are these people doing now that they've been overly exposed to things? Wow. They are going to look up worse and worse things, and yeah. they get captivated into worse and worse things yeah. in their mind. So going back to what I was saying, brother, that yeah. um, the 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 heroin addiction is probably much easier to get off of because it's it's something physical. Yeah. And when it comes to pornography, and the Bible backs this up, what I'm about to say, it's it's a spiritual thing. Yes, it is. And, and look what Jesus says. spiritual stronghold within yeah. our life. And Jesus says in Matthew 5, 28, I'm going to read this, is, but I tell you, everyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So if someone thinks, and this, I'm talking to believers here, because that if you think just because you're watching pornography, you're not doing it physically, you're still yeah. sinning. They still, Jesus, I've heard it. Yeah. yeah you, oh, I've I heard can look, say, but as long as I don't touch, I'm exactly. not sinning. Yeah. Very good. Very good analogy. But Jesus said, you have already committed adultery where? In your heart. Yeah, I mean, uh, John, you would never want a man to look, or let's just put it this way. You would never want another man to touch your wife inappropriately, right? Right. Because you love your wife, Mm -hmm. and you're going to keep her holy. In fact, we're commanded as men of God Mm -hmm. to keep our wives holy. So we, just as Christ presents the church unblemished, Mm -hmm. so we can present our wives unblemished. Yes. Yeah, that's good. by you not wanting another man to touch your wife, it's because you want to keep her unblemished and holy. Amen. Yeah. yeah. Well, Scripture's talking about that. In in Jesus says, if you think of that, mm-hmm. it's as if you're doing that act, Amen. right? Yeah. So if these guys are going on and they're looking at things inappropriate, and if children now are doing that and they're doing this inappropriate, we're presenting a lot of blemished people. And right. so how do we do that? How do we, how do we, you know, the heart of, of the gospel is redemption, right? Mm-hmm. It's that God saw us in our broken state and he didn't want to leave us that way. He wanted the walking, talking relationship in Genesis to be restored even though sin separated. Mm-hmm. This is just another sin that's separating. It's yeah. separating people from their meaningful relationships with others because it, what ends up happening is we just look at people as a piece of meat. Right. Right. Um, you start focusing on body parts rather mm-hmm. than what's deep down inside. Or you, you know, you separate, you know, it's like people separate an individual from their mind, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. what's really truly of worth. Um, so what do we do? We have to recapture that. And scripture says that there's a way to recapture that, right? By the renewing and washing of our mind, mm-hmm. as Romans 12, 1 and 2 tells us. Amen. And so what can we do? Yeah. Well, I would say let's talk to our kids about what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. Yeah. You know? I agree, yeah. Uh, if you see something that comes online, you know, and don't, as parents, um, you control. You control what your kids watch. Mm-hmm. You know? You control their cell phone. You know? If you're going to let your kid have a cell phone when they're a teenager, um, go ahead and say, okay, when you use it, you have to be in front of me, you know? 
you control what your kids watch on TV or, or on their laptop. You know, you, you sit down and you do your laptop in front of me. Yeah. But it's a struggle yeah. sometimes because people... It still is, yeah, the for parents sure. Think, and you're not going to have success because kids know how to go around us, don't they? Yeah. But the parents think by giving them the phone, giving them the laptop, that's going to keep them busy yeah. while you got to do something else. You know, you don't want the kids to be bothering you while you're working or doing whatever. It may be you're cleaning around the house. Here, just get on the computer and that could be the time when... Exactly, you know, that things happen. That things happen. Exactly. But for the, I'm gonna go back to 5:28 of Matthew. So the the person, and I'm talking about the, a believer here. I'm talking to the church. If you think, oh, you have that mentality, like Pastor Cody just said, that it's okay to 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 watch or to look, but not to touch. You know, sexual imp- impurity. The Bible um, teaches that it involves more than physical acts. Yeah. It involves, and Jesus said it. It involves something in your heart. The heart mind. Exactly. Yeah. So porn, pornography is a huge stumbling block um, to to moral purity and to having a you know having clean a mind. a clear mind, right? And a clear example of the kind of sin that Jesus warns us about. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not and, just and only how about acting, this, John? Thinking. Now let's tie it into the marriage. Yeah. So Jesus says that if you're looking at something with lust, then it's as if you've done it. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So looking at porn is as if you've done those acts. Exactly. Yep. Well, Paul and the writer of Hebrews, they both write to us and say, hey, listen, the marriage bed should stay undefiled. Amen. Yeah. So when when we as married individuals look at that, mm-hmm. oh, man, we've just we've just cheated on our spouse in a way, haven't we? Right. Mentally, right? You know, maybe right. not physically, right? But Jesus says mentally is just as just as much a sin. Amen. So, what what can we do to redeem it? Okay, that's the most important thing. That's what I want to uh, touch base on because maybe you're listening to this and you're you you feel beat up. And we're uh, listen. John and I's goal is not to beat anybody up. We're right. sinners saved by grace. Amen. Maybe our sin is not this one. Um, you know, but, but everybody has this, I like to call them pet sins, right? They, mm-hmm. they, they have a sin that they, they have and they kind of think, oh, it's no biggie or whatever. Um, but it is, it's a biggie. We need to conquer our sins. That's part of growing in Christ. We mm-hmm. need to, and that doesn't mean we're going to be sinless, right? It just means we'll sin less. Amen. Um, you know, cause there's going to be another one that pops up and Satan, he loves to throw more and more sins at us. So what can we do? I would say, like I said, talk about what's appropriate and what's not, mm-hmm. you know, tell your kids, you see something that, you know, um, is inappropriate. Turn the channel, you know, immediately do it. Tell me, let's talk about it. And then parents don't overreact. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to open monologue with your kids about these things. And so if your kid comes and says, Hey, listen, I've been struggling with this. Don't freak out, man. That's got. I, I know that's a tough conversation to have, mm-hmm. but don't freak out. Just talk to your kids how you're going to manage it. Mm-hmm. Use control of the Wi-Fi um, and have a turnoff time, mm-hmm. right? I think that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, use BarkBox and other apps like that, right? Use those to your advantage. They're made to protect your kids and parents use them. Mm-hmm. Um use those apps you know is there um, one called covenant eyes you yeah there's covenant one? eyes yeah but that's more for an accountability group and i think if oh, okay. you are one that's listening um set up an accountability group mm-hmm. use those covenant eyes because what ends up happening i think it emails your accountability partner mm. when you do look at one of those you know sites and yeah, i seen a commercial of that yeah. lamar odom yeah. was the spokesman for that and he um, was he said he was involved in pornography for years and that covenant eyes helped him because it, it does develop um 
you know, accountability partners yeah, where exactly. How about this one? Stop, uh, stop your kids or yourself from staying up too late when no one else is awake. Mm. You know, uh, time for bed is time for bed. Yeah, and keep them to it. You know, I think that's a good one. Um, and and then uh, and then, how about this? Um, get your kids around parents that care too. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's a big one because a lot of kids are exposed through their friends. Yeah. And there's something that I tell my my son and, um, you know, my daughter and, and my other son as well. And I tell their friends, too, occasionally as, you know, as a joke. But I tell them, um, you know, uh, if your friends act like that, it, then it's time to get better friends. Yeah. Right. And so, um, but that's the truth is yeah. if, if that is where your friends are peer pressuring you into the wrong area, mm-hmm. um, encourage your kids to get friends that are different. Yeah. Um, and, and expect it, you know, talk to your kids about it mm-hmm. and what is expected. Expectations are important. Yeah. Um, because kids, the Bible tells us are a heritage. Amen. Yeah. Kids are called a blessing in scripture mm-hmm. and kids are a responsibility. Mm-hmm. And so we want to steward our kids towards the best that we can. We have to give an account for our kids, man. Exactly. To the Lord. Yeah. And we don't want to lose them. Yeah. And we ourselves, you know, um, I think if you're struggling with this, um, pray. Amen. You know, a lot of times people, they don't put such an emphasis on prayer, but prayer is the last mention in Ephesians 6, the armor of God. Mm -hmm. And it's the only offensive weapon that we actually have, Mm -hmm. right? Everything else is armor. But here you're asking the divine to intervene in human affairs. Mm -hmm. If you're struggling with this, ask the Lord to help you. Yeah. Um, You know, don't go looking for it. Mm -hmm. You know, don't set before your eyes an evil thing. A lot of times, you know, and in counseling people that deal with this, Mm -hmm. You know, I had this one guy, he said to me, oh, well, the devil knows how to tempt me, Pastor. And I said, well, is it really the devil or are you looking for it? Because the way it sounds, it sounds like you're looking for Mm. it. I said, if you know you are going to get burnt by something, why would you continue to play with that, right? It's like covering right now, we're doing this podcast on my desk and it's a wood desk. Mm -hmm. And it would be like pouring gasoline all over it and then standing right over the desk. Yeah. And dropping the match on it and expecting not to get burnt. Yeah. Well, I'm standing right over it. My hands are going to have a little bit of leftover gasoline. Mm-hmm. Gasoline immediately does this big engulfing and poof of, you know, flame. Yeah. Um, that's what happens when you have this type of addiction. You know, if you know you struggle to go look for it and you are looking for it, Satan doesn't actually have to tempt you because you're going in after a scripture will call fleshly desires, Amen. right? James, yeah. So don't go after your fleshly desire. Just, you know, try to qualm it. Mm-hmm. Try to, you know, put into your head things that are going to take you from it. Yeah. Go to scripture. Yeah. Dwell in scripture. Focus on things above, seated at the right hand of mm. God, right? That's the, that's the altering of our mind. But then there's the other aspect. You know, when it is too hard, when you find that you're struggling with it, you know, Scripture also tells us to flee 
mm-hmm. from youthful lust. Mm-hmm. Physically get up and go. Yeah. It's really what that passage is letting us know. Physically mm-hmm. get up and go. Mm-hmm. You know what? You should go out and go run. When you find yourself at the computer alone and you're str- you struggle with this particular sin, you know that you're going to be tempted now. Right, for sure. To go after the fleshly desire. You're putting yourself in that situation. And you're in that situation. So you know what? Get up and go on a run. Go on a walk. Yeah. Go work out. Go do something. Flee from lust. Yes. And I think that's a key to that. Now, listen, to also help those that may be struggling with this, Scripture doesn't tell us to do things or to resist things that aren't a real issue and problem. Mm -hmm. If the Bible knew that, hey, listen... Believers will never struggle with this, and no believer on earth would ever have this problem, then it would be silent. Yeah. Right? But because it's written, it's because there's a problem that Scripture knew we, we as fallen people would have issue with. Yeah. And I think that's important. And that's it for every Scripture that's out there. And I think that these people that go around saying, well, if you struggle with this particular sin, then you're not a believer. Yeah. Um, and this is one that people tend to do that with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, then why would scripture tell us to resist it or not to struggle with it or to, you know, not go towards it? Right. It's because it's going to be as fallen people, yeah. you know, God saying, hey, listen, I know they're going to yeah. have this issue. Let's talk about it. And that could be a mistake from a parent. You you ran down the list of what we could do. But in, as as you read that list, I'm thinking, you know, what are the mistakes that my parents did? When I was growing up, or what, or what are the mistakes that some parents do today? One of them is that they deny that this is not happening to their kid because yeah. their kids go to a Christian school, they have good friends, they have you know, et cetera, et cetera. My et cetera. kids in the worship band exactly. or something like that. You know, that doesn't mean that just because your kid loves the Lord doesn't mean they don't sin and struggle. You just mentioned it. Yeah, yeah it's going to happen. It's going to happen to everybody. It's a reality, and you have to face the reality. And the other mistake that my and this is speaking from experience that. My parents, and this is, I'm going way back, 70s, when I was growing up, that, you know, when, when, when you had a question about lust or sex or, you know, you, you were afraid to bring it up to your parents. Yeah. Because you're, number one, you're probably, you didn't want to get in trouble, one. Or number two, you probably, you know, your parents probably didn't know how to answer you or give you the right advice. Yeah. And you mentioned a little while ago that it's important for the kid and you have to show your kids that they could come to you at for anything. Not just certain things, for anything. They need to have that comfort. They need to have that that assurance that they could come to you, to you, to, to Patrick Cody, to Meg, to my wife, Melina, to me. Give them that assurance that they could come to me and um, and we're going to be there to support them. Yeah, exactly. And give them good advice. Exactly. And I know it's hard for... Uh, I was speaking for myself because I'm a guy and I kind of, you know, we have that macho, you know, um, appearance or that macho attitude that, you know, come on, you know, let's talk about something more serious. But everything is serious for a kid, for your child, for your daughter, everything, whatever they bring up. It could mean it could be the simplest thing, brother Cody, you know it. Oh, yeah. Or it could be the biggest thing. It all it, it matters to them. Oh, yeah. And they want to know, they want to have that assurance, they want to feel comfortable when they, when they come to you, that you can give them good advice. Exactly, exactly. So, I got well, a, some scripture, well, how about Job 31.1? Let me read that real quick. I mean, have made a covenant with my eyes, how then can I look at a young woman? So, 
we mentioned, you know, um, I think during our, our panel upstairs, we mentioned that um, Job is the oldest book in the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. And Job is writing, you know, this as, as one of the oldest books in the Bible. Job knew that righteousness begins. It was begins, an issue even back then. Exactly. <laughs> and it begins in the heart yeah. and in the mind. Yep. Therefore, he said he made a covenant with his eyes to not look lustfully at a woman. And that, that to me, that scripture helps me out a, a lot. So, um I got some other ones, but I think uh, we already did James one twelve. When um, you know, you said, and I love the way you said it, brother, that you you could be enticed by your own sinful desires. It's not always the devil. Yeah. You could put yourself in situations where you're gonna be tempted. Yep. And why is that? Because you put yourself in that situation. Yeah. You're playing with fire. You're playing with fire, right? Yeah. It's like Samson and Delilah. Mm. You know, Samson couldn't say that. The devil did that, yeah. Because the scripture says that he went to the prostitute. Mm-hmm. He went after Delilah. Good point. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So he went after his weakness. Um. And he and it was because he thought he was strong enough to yeah. to deal with that, but yeah. he wasn't. Yeah. You know. When we toy enough with with sin, sin wins. Right. Here's another couple. Uh, these two verses in, in Romans chapter six. This is for a believer. Paul's writing to the to the Romans to the Roman church. And they thought because they were saved that they could go on and sinning and sinning and sinning. And, and let's put it in the context of pornography. Just because you're a believer doesn't mean that you could keep on watching porn, porn. It's, you know, it's just porn. I'm just watching it. I'm still going to heaven. Okay, you're still going to heaven, but there's consequences yeah. for what you do wrong when you sin. The Bible teaches us that. In Romans um, 6, 1 and 2 says, what should, we, what should we say then? Should we continue in sin so that grace may multiply? And there's believers that think that way. Uh, you know, I'm going to keep on sinning. I'm going to watch porn. It's no big deal to God because his grace is bigger than this. It's bigger than this. But to put it in, and if that individual is listening right now. Yeah. Um, by you consuming more of that, think of the girls that are being stuck in oh, that man. system. Man. Right? Because it's a 50 billion dollar industry oh yeah so think of how much it's captivated more individuals Mm -hmm. think of the marriage think of your marriage Mm -hmm. right um think of the individual you're hurting that that sleeps under the same roof in the same bed right 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 right. think of uh the relationship that you're hurting with the lord amen and so nothing no no sin truly goes unpunished because Amen. there's multiple people that are being affected and oh, hurt yeah. in that moment. Good, Yeah, that's good. good word there. So the person who thinks they could keep on watching pornography and grace is going to abound all that or there's grace is going to cover all that, the Apostle Paul says, absolutely not. And in the Greek, Nienato. Exactly. And that's like... He, He's saying like absolutely screaming at the person saying and it's in it's, it's in like uh, saying heaven forbid it's one of the strongest exactly terms you could use exclamation yeah. point in my Bible says how can we who die to sin still live in it yeah and that's another verse you guys you know if anybody's struggling and listening to this podcast apply these passages the word of God is the truth and um, it's active and sharper than any two yeah I got some more but I know. We got to go. But. Well, yeah, I think as we close, I think, um, you know, it'd be appropriate to go ahead and just uh, pray. Because as I as I said earlier, that one of the key ways that we go into spiritual battle is with weapons that 
as scripture tells us, are not of this world. Right. And I think one of the main ways to overcome this is going to be in the power of the Lord. Mm. So if you're struggling, um, just pray with me right now. Or if you're not struggling, pray with me right now too. And let's just end in a word of prayer, John. Amen. Well, dear Heavenly Father, um, I want to pray right now for each individual that's listening. Lord, I pray that through the power of your word and in the strength of your spirit, Lord, that they would overcome the wickedness that might be in their life. Lord, whatever sin, whatever temptation they struggle with. But Lord, in particular, we've been talking about um, the sin of the eyes in pornography, Lord. Mm. Lord, we know that there are people that get entangled by it. They get enticed by it. It's created to entice and entangle, Lord. But you do tell us that sometimes we go towards sin that entangles us and entices us too easily, and we fall. That's what you tell us in Hebrews 12, Mm. verse 1. Lord, we pray. We pray that through the power of the renewing of our mind through your word, that we would go away towards things that easily entangle us, that we'd quit going towards searching for things that we know can't fulfill us, Lord. Lord, a moment of of pleasure is not worth suffering in our relationship with others and with you. It's not worth having someone be human trafficked just so somebody else can turn a dollar. Mm. Lord, for the individual that's listening, that's struggling with this, I just pray that they would pray this prayer out loud with me. Dear Lord, help me in my struggle. Yes, Lord. Help me in my pain that I'm causing myself and my relationship with you. Help me in this, that it's affecting other people and it's just adding to this need for more content. Lord, help me to overcome this because I'm helpless to help myself. Lord, I pray that you would tear down this stronghold that is in my life. Help me to learn to protect my eyes. Lord, lay in my heart an accountability partner that can help keep me pure. Because, Lord, as your scripture says, I'll set before my eyes no vile thing, but, Lord, I have been and I need your help and guidance in this matter. Open my eyes to the pain that I'm causing. Lord, help me see that I'm worth so much more than this. Help me see, Lord, that the people that are involved are worth so much more than this. Lord, help me understand that once I pray this prayer, Lord, I'm forgiven. And help me to continue on in fighting this battle. We pray this in the great name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who died for all of our sins, past, present, future, and even the ones that we try to hold on to. And even the temptations and sins of the flesh that we go towards without Satan's help. Amen. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Brother Cody, can I end it with a with a one verse? Yeah, of course, brother. Well, I think take us out. It's take us. I think it's two. Oh, it is two. Oh no, I said only one. <laughs> <laughs> but this, you know, this podcast, and I'm glad we did it today, brother. Is you know obviously we wanted to get out to everyone, not just only to the church, but specifically the church we're talking to here, yeah. believers. Yeah. And look what 
Paul says to the church in Colossae, he says, put to death what belongs to your earthly nature, sexual morality, mm. impurity, lust, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, God's wrath is coming upon the disobedient. Mm. So take that in, you know, whoever's listening and just observe and grasp it and just apply God's word to, to your life and you will see you will have the victory. I truly believe that, brother. Yeah, amen. I think uh, one one additional thought to that because you brought up such a great passage and thought. I would say this. Remember in the 90s we had that what would Jesus do? Yes. Movement. Well, we know what Jesus would do. Mm-hmm. Jesus, you know, he, he would love, love God and love people. Amen. But how about we do it this way? Would I do this? If Jesus was here. Wow. Mm. And the thing is, he is, he's with us at Amen. all times. He sees all things, knows mm-hmm. all things, hears all things. Mm-hmm. So we need to live as if Jesus was sitting with us. That's a good word, brother. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you for joining our podcast today. Thank you for joining the Transform 365 podcast, a ministry dedicated to helping you grow in relationship to Christ. If you want to know more, find us at transform365.com or on our church website, www.swcc.org, located in Miami, Florida. Until next time, remember, the only work in grace is to let grace work in you. God bless.